Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. You're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast online at medicalschoolhq.net. Session number one. Hello, and welcome to the inaugural Medical School HQ podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gray. This podcast has been months in the making. Ever since my wife and I started medicalschoolhq.net, which has well over 50,000 views now, I knew that a podcast was the next step in distributing information to the readers. Medical School HQ was started because my wife and I, who are both physicians, remember what it was like to go through the pre-med process with little to no help. Every year, more than 40,000 pre-med students apply to medical school, with less than half of those students actually matriculating. What separates the haves from the have-nots? What does the admission committee see in someone they accept versus someone they reject? Those are the questions I want to answer, and I want the answer to be objective, unbiased, and easy to consume. I believe the information out there right now, available on a multitude of forms, and scattered throughout hundreds if not thousands of websites is either old and isn't relevant anymore, or it's posted by fellow pre-med students who may have an ulterior motive. Basically, most of the information out there now is very subjective. With our website, and now with our podcast, I want to connect you, the listener and reader, to people you normally might not have access to. I want to interview deans of medical schools, Deans of undergraduate programs, medical school admission committee members, current pre-medical students sharing their stories, and to anybody else who may shed some light and give value to you, all of which will ultimately make your process much smoother than mine. You may be asking, who am I to bring you this information? Well, I am currently working as a flight surgeon in the United States Air Force. I started my life Uh, in California, in Los Angeles. When I was 13, my family moved to the Tampa area because of the Rodney King riots, which had just ended. I had a pretty typical upbringing and a pretty typical high school career. It was probably during my senior year of high school that I knew that medicine was probably what I was going to end up doing. 
I took anatomy my senior year and dissected a cat, and I was hooked from there on out. I only applied to one college, the University of Florida, Go Gators, and majored in exercise physiology. I did the normal pre-med stuff without much guidance, other than my advisor telling me that I shouldn't apply to medical school because I was a white male, and I had no chance of getting in. I did okay in college. I think I ended up with around a 3.7 science GPA and an MCAT of 27, including a 10 in both of the sciences and a 7 in the verbal uh, section. I didn't read very fast, so that killed me. I applied to medical school during the normal time frame in my junior year and interviewed at two schools, the University of Florida and and the University of Colorado. I didn't get into either. I graduated and moved to Colorado and worked as a home remodeler and a handyman for about a year. After that, I moved to the Boston area and put my exercise physiology degree to use and worked at a gym first as a personal trainer and then as a fitness manager. I had taken a year off from reapplying, hoping to bolster my application. When I had applied the first time, I didn't have any true shadowing experience. I had gone to the volunteer office at the hospital like older retired people do, and I was treated just like one of them. I didn't know any better. I was placed at an information booth, directing people to the coffee shop, the gift shop, and patient rooms and elevators. I got a little bit of patient contact, transporting patients to their x-rays and other tests. I never saw the inside of the operating room, and I didn't form the strong relationships with mentors and advisors that I needed. Again, I didn't know any better. When I got to Colorado, I found an orthopedic uh, orthopedic surgeon to shadow. That was the first time that I got to go into the OR, shadow in an office, and truly see firsthand what it was like to be a physician. After shadowing for about a year, I had the confidence to reapply, knowing that my application was stronger. I applied and only got one interview this time, at New York Medical College. I interviewed in several weeks to about a month or so later, my mom called me at work almost in tears. The acceptance letter had gone to my permanent address on file, which was my mom's house in Colorado. I was living in Boston at the time. I was at work. I sat down, and she read me the news that I was accepted to the class of 2008 at New York Medical College. I was ecstatic. I was going to medical school. But then I thought, I'm having a great time managing this gym and all the personal trainers, making good money, and getting great experience at managing people, which I thought would be helpful in my future life as a physician. So I called the admissions committee at New York Medical College, explained my situation, and asked that they defer uh, defer my application at acceptance for a year to enter with the class of 2009. They questioned my motives, but after thorough explanation, they approved my deferral. August 2005 didn't come fast enough. I moved into the dorms, met all my future colleagues and my future wife, and began the next four years of my life. I had my struggles, as you'd expect from somebody who took three years off between undergrad and medical school, but I graduated. It certainly helped having my wife as a study buddy. The Air Force paid for my medical school education through the Health Profession Scholarship Program. So when it was time to apply for residency, I had to apply through the military match prior to getting uh, an acceptance to apply to the main heiress match. I applied to orthopedics, which was the only thing that I ever wanted to do. 
Unfortunately, with orthopedics being as competitive as it is, and with how the HPSP match works, I didn't have a chance. I was told to apply only to an internship program. So I did, and I got my first choice and did my transitional year internship through Tufts at Lemuel Shattuck Hospital. During that year, I applied once more for orthopedics through the military match and was once again told no. Although three days after the main heiress match, they contacted me and said, if I had somebody that would accept me into an ortho program, that the Air Force would let me do it. It was a day late and a dollar short. So I became a flight surgeon. For those of you who don't know what a flight surgeon is, they're a general practitioner typically, or, or general medical officers they call them, who takes care of pilots, air traffic controllers, and others in a small subset of the normal Air Force population. I've been active duty now for a little over two years, owing about a year and a half left. I don't know specifically where my desire to start medical school HQ came from, but in the beginning of 2012, my wife and I were discussing how terrible both of our advisors had been. She is from Boston, but went to college at McGill in Montreal. And with how hard it is to get into medical school in Canada, her her advisor basically said the same thing mine did. Have a backup plan. At work, I often get many questions from young enlisted airmen who are interested in going to medical school. I I eagerly pull them into my office and try to rain upon them all the information that's inside my head about the whole process. I think those conversations are what sparked my interest in helping as many other pre-medical students as I could. I don't claim to be an expert, but I've been there and I've done that. And so has my wife. We both love to teach and we want to help teach what we know to you, whoever you may be. Whether you're a high school student trying to figure out what is the best undergraduate school to go to to get into medical school, or a 35-year-old businessman who wants to take the leap and go back to school to accomplish your childhood dream of being a physician. Through these podcasts, I will bring you the experts. As we go through this process together, I'll interview anybody and everybody that I need to bring you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual information to make your path to becoming a physician as easy as possible. And let's be honest, the path to becoming a physician is not easy. I also want to try to aggregate all of the good information that is out there now. And there is a lot. And I want to centralize it so you can find it all here in one easy spot. If you know of any, anything that's great that you use, let us know so we can share it. I am here for you, the listener. If you have any specific questions, don't hesitate to call. Our voicemail question line is 617-410-6740. If you have a microphone on your computer, you can go to our homepage at medicalschoolhq.net and click the send us a question box on the right-hand side of the screen. You can also click on the contact us box and send us an email through our website. If you don't have any questions but have suggestions on how to make our information easier for you to consume or any specific topics, again, please don't hesitate to contact us. I've enjoyed our first session together and hope to bring you even more valuable information next time. Until then, I'll leave you with one of my most favorite quotes, which I believe is perfect for the path to medical school. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Thanks for listening to the first Medical School HQ podcast. I'm out.